live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet that is not currently sponsored by Audible. I think that's true. The Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin and I'm the Whovian and these are my sons Trip and Corbin. We're the Noobs! And welcome to our episode 5 covering series 1 episode 6. Not Dalek. My notes say Dalek. <laughs> Whoops. It, it was in fact the long game. Aren't we on episode 7 anyways? I thought you got it all wrong. Is it episode seven? I think so. I think y'all are crazy. All right, I don't know. At any rate, we're on episode next, uh, mm-hmm. The Long Game. And this is a podcast where we hope to introduce a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week, discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and two sons who haven't. So this week we are covering story number 162, whatever episode that happens to be. The story arc number 162. Originally. By the way, yeah, you don't have to be a kid to be a noob, and you don't have to be a dad to be the hoobian. This is absolutely true. So, this is absolutely yes. true. Just, just saying. just happens to be our current situation. Yes. So, uh, yeah. We are so anyways, not in any other situation. That's right. However you want to do it. Okay. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you're a grown man and you want to watch it with your brother, and, and you, neither of you have ever seen it before, and you're both noobs, or you got, or your your sister and your dog are both big Doctor Who fans. You can, all just, dog? you can all just watch it, and we'll watch it, and then we'll talk about it, and you'll talk about it, and we'll all talk about it, and it'll be great. This <laughs> episode... Dog won't spoil anything. <laughs> no spoilers, Jasmine! originally aired May 7th, 2005 to 8 million viewers, actually 8.02 million viewers. <laughs> details, let's, details. Let's not forget those 20,000 people. Uh, written by Russell nah, they T. Don't Davies. Matter. Yeah. Again. Our man Russell T. Davies. Oh, he's going to he's done a lot of the writing yeah. uh, for series 1. Directed by Brian Grant. Who? Brian Grant. Who? Brian Grant. Is he someone important, or are you His just making him sound Brian like Grant? I have fun. never heard of Brian Grant, but this guy started in the uh, mid '80s doing lots of music videos. I'm gonna say a bunch of names y'all have never heard. You ready? The first one you have Queen. Yes. Who does who? What does Queen sing? Uh, um, Name rock. me three songs. Uh, rock. <laughs> we will rock you. And they sing rock music. Oh, rock music. Okay, yes. And they sing We Will Rock You. Um, he directed music videos for Queen, Duran Duran, Whitney Houston, Kenny Loggins. He did Kenny Loggins' Footloose, guys. He did Footloose. They don't know what that means. I don't care. What? Somebody listening does. Uh, it was a, song, a very, very famous song by Kenny Loggins called Footloose. There was a movie, uh, blah, 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 blah. He also did um, music videos for Tina Turner. The list goes on. I just, my fingers cramped trying to write all the names. He also directed episodes of Highlander, The Immortals, which apparently is a big deal, and I've never heard of it, um, Hex, and just so many other shows. This guy has directed a ton. And you've never even heard of him. He's one of those guys, apparently, where you go, oh, that was that guy, huh? Doctor Who. Just the Doctor. Uh, The cast for this week. Last week, we mentioned Adam Mitchell being played by Bruno Langley, but I don't think we said anything about him because he was coming back this week. He wasn't really a character last week. I mean, he was kind of there. But this week... He was just a guy. He was just a dude hanging out. But um, I looked up this guy, and he's done a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. He's a UK actor, so he's probably in stuff that 
really everybody goes well yeah Bruno Langley man he's totally in this but he was uh, he played or plays actually the character Todd Grimshaw in a show called yeah Todd Grimshaw it's Todd Grimshaw trip Todd Grimshaw you know uh, there are people Todd there are people listening right now uh, hopefully that either have lived or do live in the UK and they are freaking out right now going it's Todd Grimshaw from Coronation Street you silly Americans uh, Coronation Street is the UK's longest running soap opera when I was oh, reading it it said he played opera? Tom Grimshaw in Coronation Street parentheses 1960 I was like that's weird because he wasn't born until 1983 so how did he do that this show started in the 60s in 1960 and is still on the air as of 2017 so he, what? He, <laughs> he came on the show uh, in 2000 as Todd Grimshaw, and wow. he has been in 400, count them, 465 episodes of what? Coronation Street. Yeah. And listen to this. He was on from 2000 till, till now. His character is still around. 465 episodes, and he wasn't always there. From 05 to 07, his character didn't appear at all, and that's when he did... Uh, his appearance here on Doctor Who, but there have been like wow. gaps where he was gone for two or three years, and but over the course of seventeen years, this guy's been playing this character. So good grief! Yeah. Wow. So Bruno Lang. So so we've got a director who's done uh, more music videos than my children have ever seen. We've got a, count. a cast member who has been on a television show longer than they've been alive, and <laughs> now we're going to cover. Uh, probably the biggest name, at least on this side of the pond, uh, that was on the show this week, Simon Pegg. He was the editor. The editor. The editor. The editor. And Can you imagine what he did? Uh, he, he, he edited stuff. Edited. Mind blown. Yeah. This guy, guys, he has been in everything. Okay. First of all, he's flipping, just to start off with, just to start off with, he is Scotty. What? The, the, oh, the what? three... The three new Star Trek Wait, movies. How did we miss that? Scotty, have y'all seen the Star, the new Star Trek movies? The new Star Trek oh, movies. Oh, okay. Not the old it's show. Like, oh. No, that guy's dead. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> if he's not dead, he's he's old. He's no, no, no. I um, mean, the show is, was ten years ago, so. The show was ten years. Oh no no no, <laughs> no 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 no. It still would have been like, no, um, <laughs> no. He is Scotty in the three new Star Trek movies. The third one he wrote, Star Trek Beyond. He plays a character named Benji in four of the of the last Mission Impossible movies, uh, including one that's about to come out. It's in production right now. Wow. He is the voice of Reaper Cheap in Narnia, in Chronicles Wait, of Narnia. What? The mouse? The mouse? Oh, oh he is? He's the voice of Reaper Cheap. I didn't even know that one. Dude. I didn't so, even know his name. Yeah, the little mouse Reaper Cheap. This guy is everything, and we haven't hit half the list. Yes, he is the voice of Buck from the Ice Age movies. Wow. I don't remember which one Buck is. Who's Buck? Uh, I think he might be He's the tiger. Like, no, 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 no. he was the, like, sloth guy, wasn't he? No. no that's Sid. That's Sid the sloth. Sorry, um, we forget. No, Buck is, Buck is, he's more of a... Y'all might know. Why not show terrorists? Anyways, Tell it's us. in, like, two or... <laughs> terrorists? <laughs> you all know you're terrorists. Um, he's been in like no, you're three not. of the Ice okay, Age movies. Okay. Whoever that character Buck is, he's been in three of the Ice three Age movies. Three of the four. He voices. He voiced Sean and C-3PO on Phineas and Ferb. What? That's for y'all's benefit because I've never seen Phineas. Apparently, C-3PO appears on Phineas and Ferb. Um, and a character named Sean. Okay. I know awesome. Sean, but not C-3PO. 
Okay, well, he put, he was the voice of C three PO on Phineas and Ferb and some other show or video game or something. Spelled Ferb wrong. He is uh, what is it? F E R B. Okay, well, I have a friend <laughs> whose last name is Furbish, so we call him Ferb. So Brian, Ron, if you're listening, shout out to the Ferbs, Furbishai, Furbishishishishish. Um, he is the voice of Unkar Plut. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Remember the food rations guy on Jakku in The Force yes. Awakens? Yes. One and a half portions. That big fat guy? Yeah. That's Simon Pegg doing that what? voice. What? Um, yes. And he is, this will mean absolutely nothing to you all, but he is going to be playing Ogden Morrow on the upcoming uh, movie adaptation of Ready Player One. So this is the this is the book that I told you guys about where yeah. um, it's not the one where they discover that the world is a computer simulation. This is one where they go in. They, it's basically like a video game you can live in. It's kind of kind of what it is. Like you get into like a full like suit Aww. and all this kind of stuff, and you go into this video game. I, and the guy who I think it's the I think it's the guy who created that world is named Ogden Morrow. Either that or it's his friend. I don't. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But anyway, so he's going to be in that. I'm looking forward to that movie. So, um, wow, we're 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 he almost ten minutes everyone. in. We're almost 10 minutes in, and we've only discussed the, the director and the two guest stars for the week. This but, is amazing. All right, so the, uh, miscellaneous trivia. The people in this have also been in everything um, else. I'm telling you what. Everyone So, else. Uh, miscellaneous stuff going on for the episode this week. Uh, Russell T. Davies originally came up with this idea um, and pitched it to the Doctor Who production team back in the early 80s. So, back before... You know the the long break where there weren't any uh, shows on the air. Um, he he kind of came up with this idea, and originally in his original draft of the of the story, it took place in the year eighty nine twenty two instead of the year two hundred thousand. I know because um, that's that just, just that's just bonkers. Insane. So that's all of the like. What was that like? The fourth great uprising of. We're gonna get there. <laughs> we'll get there in just a minute. Uh, so uh, that is that is basically the uh, the miscellaneous stuff. We have some other fun little tidbits that we'll get into uh, later on. Uh, but actually, I don't know that I did write it down. So we, uh, as Corbin kicks off the recap, um, I'll just say that they step off the TARDIS and the Doctor says that they're uh, looking down over Earth at the fourth, I think it's the fourth great and bountiful human empire and... I'll let Corbin take it from there. So, after that, when they realize they're on a space station and stuff, they begin going around making new friends, and they end up in one of the newsrooms watching what goes on in there when one of the per- one of the people were so-called, uh, what did they promoted. say? Promoted. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember the word. Was promoted to... To walls of gold. <laughs> yes, place, walls of gold, room five hundred. She goes up there and finds out it's a like frozen. Ice cave. <laughs> I know with dead bodies everywhere. She's the evil skeletons. <laughs> um, and then like she gets eaten and stuff. She doesn't get eaten. Well, her brain does. So <laughs> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, um, that guy, Adam, he's like working yeah. on the computer and stuff, and then he goes down to level 16. Because it where won't give him access or to the computer. Where he gets that thing in Info his Info spike. Head. Info yeah. spike. 
AKA a hole in your head. <laughs> and you snap to make it like open. Um, it's weird. You can just like insert information into it. Yes. Then, like, the doctor is getting suspicious about all this, and he goes and hacks the computer so they can get up the to the top floor where he then goes, um, followed by, I don't remember her name, that, the, like, head news reporter that really wanted to go to level 500. Uh, you don't yeah, know who she, we're talking about. She had a about. name, yeah. You don't know who we're talking about. And then, um, Adam actually goes back to the newsroom where apparently he starts feeding information to the editor and stuff. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. I don't know why he went in there to begin with. To but learn, like, a bunch of stuff and be super smart. Yeah. Then, hero of the day, that girl overrides the ship and stuff, kills the big boss guy... Or whatever. Jagrafess. Jagrafess. Like, I like I'll that name. The yes. Then and um. Then, and it turns you know. out the guys up there were like zombies. Like they were dead. Yeah. So then, like he grabs his legs and won't let him go and stuff. Yeah. And we have like, you know <gasps> big hero moment. Everybody wins. Then they go back to the TARDIS, and uh, go to that guy's house, Adam's house keep forgetting people's names it's so funny but uh they go back to his house then they leave and his uh mom finds out he has a thing in his head like, that would be time so goes funny. by like that <laughs> ah! his, his forehead opens up actually i'm surprised she didn't scream she just stood there she's like in awe well boys let me put your mind at ease if your head ever opens up in front of me, I will scream. That's just going to happen, okay? So don't worry. That's going to happen. <laughs> All right. I wasn't worried. So overall impressions. Let's give it an overall overall rating, Trippers. What do you think? I'm going to say maybe... This one I didn't really understand as much, so I think maybe like a 6 out of 10... <laughs> Six out of ten levels. Floors. All right, all right. I like it. Ah. Uh, I. So that would make it like a a, a a level three hundred out of five hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So so out of how many out of, how many levels out of five hundred would you give it? Mm, I'd say three hundred too. Three hundred as well. About. About. I'm going to say three hundred and seventy-eight. Oh. Out of five hundred. Exact. Very exact. exact. And, and a half. And <laughs> yes, 37, 378 and a half. That's where the elevator got stuck yeah. halfway. Uh, which would be really bad because that sucker moved fast. All right. What about the, uh, Corbin, what about the creep level on this one? How many, how many levels out of 500 on the creep level would you give it? Mm. The only really scary moment was when that, uh, creepy you know, that skeleton, skeleton just went like, Oh, yeah, yes. the skeleton jump picked, scare. Yeah, that oh, was... Oh, remember when she picked the skeleton off the chair and threw it? That was kind of gross. That, that part probably nice. puts it up to 400, but then it stays about there the entire time. Yeah. So, 400. 400? And so, one. Creep, creep level out of 500? I think this one was pretty creepy, but not 
really like super scary like I'm gonna have nightmares or something no that's good so I think like maybe 325 <laughs> okay. I think it's interesting that you guys were much much more uh, worried about and freaked out about those dang skeletons than you were the Jagrafess the giant purple blob monster with the razor teeth it also ate people's brains yes it ate things and and spoiler alert exploded on everybody well I mean you should have seen the episode if you're listening to this not spoiler they were like humans their head was like frozen yeah they were just just dead people they weren't aliens so alright so let's get into unless you consider a dead person an alien then that's just really weird hmm You know, there's a Star Trek Voyager episode that sort of touches on that idea. So, that brings us to... Fantastic. The checklist. All right, so first on the checklist, the baddie of the week. Trip, go ahead and tell us the full name of the baddie of the week. Um, it's kind of hard to say. So, the editor and the mighty Jagrafess of the Holy Hadrajazic... Maxarodenfeld? Whatever that is, Y'all the editor called him Max. Simon I'm going to say it. The mighty Jagrafest of the holy Hadrajasic Maxarodenfeld. 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 And he called him... An R in there that didn't belong to him. Yes, but I called him... Yeah, what did he say? Some people just call him Jagrafest or Max. <laughs> I call him Max. Um... So what's funny is you guys got that uh, quicker than Simon Pegg apparently did. I did see like a little behind the scenes on the Doctor Who Confidential that uh, you showed... You watching that without us? I happened to run across it on YouTube on accident. <coughs> totally an accident. Totally an accident. <laughs> now, I was trying to find a clip of him saying that full name so that I could uh, get what the whole thing was so I could say it right. And then I found a clip of him... Uh, talking about how hard it was to say and him saying it wrong over and over and over and over again and tripping on his own words and then the clip ended and he never actually said it the proper way so I had to go back and <clears throat> pull it up on the DVD that's probably why scene. he was probably doing some uh, uh what do you call it improv when he was like but I call him Max <laughs> it may have been so it's the mighty Jagrafest of the holy hadrajasic Maxarodinfo <laughs> awesome Good grief. Good gravy. Talk so, about hard and long uh, names. So Trip caught our uh, fantastic count as he yeah. tends to do. How many was it, Trip? It was one. Like, right as they were Just walking out, one. they were like, this is fantastic. Yeah, he says, come, he says uh, he said, we're going to come back to this. I love the he way says, he says it. He says, come on, Adam, open your mind. You're going to like this fantastic period of history. Did you catch it? Did you catch it that time? It looked like you caught it. Did you catch it? Uh, what? He says, come on, Adam, open your mind. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh. That's some I great foreshadowing. That. Some great <laughs> foreshadowing there. Come on, Adam, open your mind. You're gonna like this fantastic period of history. So that brings our uh, running count for series one so far up to Dude. six. Uh, I didn't hear any runs. Did y'all hear any runs? No. Yeah, that may not be as, as that may be a later thing. I may be thinking of a later thing. <laughs> trip, trip I on the know. second viewing, caught the bad wolf. Tell us about it. I was just walking up the stairs, and it was like, and then, like, something, something on Bad Wolf TV, we saw the face of Bo. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> when, when was this? So, when 
they first start talking to head news lady. No, I mean, when did he catch Oh, it? I was doing the research, and I was trying to uh, find something, and I was watching that scene again, and he was walking by, and he goes, <gasps> Bad Wolf TV? <laughs> oh, so, okay, I was like, did, what? Where was I? I, I, I found, I got, I found a reference got, to it, and so I was going to find that scene, and while I was watching the scene for myself, Trip heard it. He heard it that time. But we were so busy seeing the face of Bo that we missed that the face yeah. of Bo was being broadcast on Bad Wolf TV. So, How old is the face of Bo? Uh, well, let's see. It was like well, if we you remember, like we, we two hundred thousand this time, and he was around in five, five billion. billion. Yeah, so he's, when the world ends. Yeah, so apparently he's he's at least that old. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we hit the year. Uh, five billion. I wonder what the news report on the face of Bo was about. Oh, it was about that he was pregnant. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch that? No. <laughs> he was he was announcing he's pregnant with the Boamina. Yeah, he, he actually gives birth to a whole, a whole race called the Bo kind or Boamina. What is the face of Bo? What did that even come from? You acted so casual when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was giving birth to a baby. What? He was was pregnant. What? Yeah. Remember the episode with um with um Cassandra, the stretched out human being, and the uh, end of the world. He was five billion, but like. Yeah, he was there on that episode. But like, how did is Facebook an alien or what? I think. I would think so. Yeah. Or a hell like giant mm-hmm. head in a jar. Yeah. So. Or an, or a human that got his head cut off and it just kept growing. <laughs> so they put it in, in a tank. A, yeah. So they put it in a tank. Yeah. And he also lives forever. Apparently. Yeah, he was a long, long time. Dad, he was swimming and he got his head cut off. <laughs> so now they just closed up the tank. Started feeding him. The head kept growing. So uh, five billion years later, he's a giant head. Who is Rose? Um, we had a neat little bit at the beginning. I, I kicked off the recap by saying that doctor, uh, the doctor says, you know, we're, we're here at the fourth great and bountiful human empire. But um, before that, they step out of the TARDIS without Adam. And the doctor yeah. looks around, says a bunch of stuff, like dropping it in her hat. And then when yeah. Adam comes out, she, she starts saying all that stuff. It. Yeah, I noticed so, that. I was like, so he so just funny. he just kind of like gave her a little cheat sheet, so she sounds way more knowledgeable uh, than she actually would be. Yeah. Because up until this point, she's been the new person, right? She's been the one experiencing everything for the first time, and everything's weird and strange yeah. and amazing. And now all of a sudden, you've got this guy Adam, and now yeah. she gets to be the one who's in the know. Right? <laughs> yeah. So how cool is that? Oh, I'm so smart. It's like I hear engines. Yeah, we're on some kind of spaceship. Yeah, we're definitely, definitely, definitely a spaceship. <laughs> so it was it's great. kind of hot. Yeah. Let's uh, go try that door. Trip, did we hear anything about the time war? Mm. That's kind of been your thing. No. I don't think I did. Mm. No. No, no. No, I don't think we did. Okay. No. Nothing that no. I remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything coming up. Um, okay. Who is the doctor? Um, there was uh, there was one statement, and I, oh man, I, I I went back and I tried to find it again. I couldn't find the exact scene and what the context was but somebody said i don't somebody. know something to the effect of like you know what's your plan or what are you going to do and he goes look at me i'm stupid <laughs> no he he walked up to someone and was like where am i or something oh that's what it was oh, yeah yeah yeah. He's, yeah he says look at me i'm stupid 
And um, you seriously yeah, you've don't never, know where yeah, you are. You've never heard of Satellite Five? Look at me, I'm stupid. It was just so just such a great. <laughs> this How is did you best. get on Satellite Five without knowing you were on it? Look at me, I'm stupid. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, that is classic. Uh, nine right there. He's just <laughs> silly and you know, slappy about that kind of stuff. So, I like um, that. There was also a bit all the way at the end. Uh, you mentioned, you know, once we get to the end, it's like, all right, let's hop in the thing. But there was this neat little scene where basically uh, the lady, whose name we still can't remember, um, said, I can remember that the other girl that got promoted and then turned into a zombie, her name was Suki. I can remember her name. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's far remember, less important. I can't remember the other one. But anyway, uh, the, the, the woman who saves the day, uh, she basically makes this statement of like, well, you you know, you can't go now. We've got we've to gotta fix this. Like, everything's a mess. And he basically <laughs> goes, yep, don't like cleaning up. Too messy. <laughs> like, I'm heading, I don't like tying up loose ends. I don't like cleaning up because it's too messy. Yeah, something, something like that. I so. mean, it's always like that, yeah. isn't but it? But I thought that was interesting because that that kind of stuff, uh, you're going to see that. The, the doctor will come in. And you know, it's it, it's very Kirk of him. You know how Kirk will just show up on a planet and they have some value that's different than Starfleet? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, forget the prime directive that just didn't seem like that existed he just comes into a planet grabs him just like shakes him real hard and just goes change things and then he's like you know destroys the computer that's been you know keeping everyone alive and then he's like you'll be better off you'll thank me later and then he leaves and he's such like, a jerk yeah, he, yeah Kirk is a jerk he's not my favorite Kirk is a jerk I'm getting Kirk a t-shirt Kirk is a jerk right Kirk now. is a jerk Kirk is a jerk and, uh, and it'll be like a, a, a headshot of him from like the original series, and then one headshot from each of the movies. So you can just see him getting older and older and older and older and older. And it just says, Kirk is a jerk. But, so um, like, you see him shaking someone to death. Yeah, but we're going to see uh, the doctor do this um, here and there. where He, he just kind of like, all right, now that I've, you know, radically altered everything, peace out, y'all. Have, have fun. <laughs> Goodbye. Rebuilding society. Later. Later. I've destroyed Bye. everything. All right, so what did we learn? I just Satellite 5. Yeah. Later. What did we do with the uh, companions this week? We already talked about Rose. Adam, oh, what did Adam get this week? Oh, uh, the key to the TARDIS. Rose gave him a key. And I was thinking... <laughs> Her only key! I was thinking, can you do that? <laughs> like, how does how does the doctor feel about you giving away key? We can already tell that he's not crazy about Adam. You know, like in the opening scene, when they tell him where he is, he faints and falls over, and the doctor says, he's your boyfriend. You know, and like... Uh, and there's actually a scene later on he where... He really hates when, him, apparently. Yeah, when they're all uh, chained up in those ridiculous restraints and, you know, Adam's, you know, head is getting sucked through the hole in his forehead. He <laughs> says, you and your boyfriends, you know, <laughs> here we go again with your stupid boyfriends. First there was Ricky Mickey and now there's Adam and blah, 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 and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so here's the thing. When everything, when he loses the key, whose fault is that? Ooh. Who are we going to pin the blame philosophical on? Philosophical? Philosophical? This is the, the awful philosophical. <laughs> the falafel question of the week. You know what? That's going to be our next podcast. We're going to have breakfast philosophy. It's going to be called the philosophical. <laughs> we'll set up a microphone while we eat our cereal and talk about uh, Aristotle. It'll be called philosophical. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. Crap. Now i got to go buy that URL so nobody else does it. <laughs> Whose fault was it, Trip? Um, Philosophical.com. I'm thinking. I think it's kind of Rose's fault. You're gonna pin it on Rose. He's just like handed over the key. Like, oh, here's the key, just in case you need it. Like, all in what? all, I don't 
know how you can blame Adam for this, considering the fact he didn't even ask for the key or knew there was a key to the TARDIS. So Yeah, or have any clue the level of responsibility that this was. I mean, you know, if that thing fell into the wrong hands, which it almost did, (laughs) you know, but she didn't say anything like, by the way, guard this key with your life, because if you lose it, the doctor will kill you. (laughs) I know. Um... You know, none, none of that kind of happened. We'll probably so. die anyway. So I think we're all just going to say this was Rose's fault. Rose yes. screwed up. Yeah. So right at the beginning, she's like, well, oh, look, exactly. she's she's coming along. The doctor is like throwing her little softballs and building her up. And then all of a sudden she goes and does something stupid. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of also his fault because he's the one who walked in like, I'm no, going to have this he thing in my head. I mean, he was definitely very greedy and, and that kind of But still, how was he supposed to know any of that? Now, in my in my reading, um, spoiler alert: if you're uh, if you're planning to read any of the the books and do the audio dramas and everything, just uh, skip the next yeah, few seconds. Hit your skip maybe. forward button for thirty seconds. Um, basically, you find out that he he appears in some other stuff, and the reason that he was doing that was because his mother was sick, and the technology wasn't there to uh, save her, and so the reason he was sending that transmission back to his answering machine was so that hopefully he could figure out how to either make enough money to you know fund the research or do the research himself or whatever and figure out how to cure his mom. And He didn't seem very sick at the end. Yeah, well, that's something that was, you know, they kind of probably retconned it a little bit. He was actually a, <clears throat> someone from Torchwood. Hey, she could have had she could have had cancer, you know, and be walking around just fine, but all right. Uh, oh, merciful heavens. Ah, the doctor's rant of the week. We can prevent mankind from ever developing. And no one's going to stop you. Because you've bred a human race which doesn't bother to ask questions. Stupid little slaves, believe in every lie. They'll just trot right into the slaughterhouse if they're told it's made of gold. So he has a a little bit of a problem here with the editor and and whatnot um, sort of controlling mankind, or really the Jagrafest, controlling mankind and turning them into people that don't question uh right is the editor an alien because if he wasn't why would he want to destroy all of mankind basically he works for he works for the jagrafess and the jagrafess is basically paying him off he's just making really good money so he is a human being and that's kind of that's like makes it even worse it's like you're one of them but you've bred a whole society of people that just don't ask questions and um and then we get um i don't think i recorded this I might be able to go back later on. Um, the editor also has a little speech that I think was right before that. He says, create a climate of fear and it's easy to keep the borders closed. It's just a matter of emphasis. The right word and the right broadcast repeated often enough can destabilize an economy. Invent an enemy. Change a vote. And I thought, wow, that's amazing in 2005. Because this is 2017 right now at the time of recording. And holy cow! Um, that's like the, the current state of our political system right now. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's the thing, is he's like saying, you control the information, and you control the people. And that's what the doctor's saying, is not only are you controlling the information and controlling the people, you've made them so that they don't even question anymore. Mm. He actually made a point of that uh, with um, with Hero Girl, whose name we still can't remember. Uh, <laughs> we really need to look I that, looked that up. I should have looked that up, but insert it's, it it's too late now. So basically what happened is... Uh, he said, you know, there's all these pieces of a puzzle that you don't even realize. Like, the, remember the question he asked her that stumped her? 
No. Where's all the aliens? Oh, duh. Remember, he said we're on satellite five in the middle of this great human empire with a thousand or a million planets and a million species. And he says, where's all the aliens? Where are they at? So, <laughs> yeah. So. Right there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe everybody thinks. <laughs> Maybe people only think this empire consists of a million people. You know, that's a good point. I, well, no, 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 because that, that's what the doctor knows about that period of history is that, uh, is that that's what it's supposed to be. But the problem is it kind of isn't. So, you know, what is the deal with that? So her name is Kathika. That's right. Kathika. Kathika, because I kept thinking they were saying Caprica, but it's Kathika. Caprica? All right, yeah. All right, so that's enough of the checklist. On to stuff we noticed. First of all, I just have to say two words, guys. Beef, Beef slushy. slushy. <laughs> She's what flavor rose. is it? Mm, yeah. Beef? Yeah, kind, kind of a beef? <laughs> kind, <laughs> kind, what's worse, beef or kind of a... <laughs> kind of a beef? Meh. Kind so, of beef. <clears throat> right on the heels of that, this was not related. It's a little bit down the road, but it would be awesome when someone is talking about beef slushy to also have access to the vomit-o-matic <laughs> that gives you icy puke cubes <laughs> or pukey ice cubes, depending on how you want to look at it. Ice cubes. Puke cubes. Yeah, they were definitely icy puke cubes. Uh, d- that must be so weird. Like, puke up and spit out an ice cube in front of everyone. I'm it, like, it looked pretty weird. Ooh, what is that? Yeah. He, um, Everyone in present day is like, what the heck? She said, uh, what was it, nanotermites. <laughs> Turn it into ice cubes for you. And I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh, that's really, they're really smart because not only can they recognize that it's vomit and then somehow change it and drop its temperature to make it into an ice, ice. They can make it into ice, but they can also apparently make it into the exact shape of an ice cube that would come out of a tray in 20... Uh, in 21st century Earth. I thought that was amazing. That it's actually that, <laughs> that shape. It was not just some random frozen shards or something. To me, it looked I mean, kind of like a crystal. <coughs> I have... I puke up crystals. You yeah. puke up crystals? That'd be nice to say. <laughs> I'm rich. And then you can, like, you know, put it on a necklace and sell it. And, and then, and then <laughs> this smells... <laughs> this smells kind of weird, don't you yeah. think? Don't worry about it. It's a feature, not a bug. All right. <laughs> What else did we notice, guys? What else was fun from this week? Uh, Again, doing the recap, I didn't really catch much other than what (laughs) I needed in the recap. Gotcha. That was kind of funny how they step on, and then it seems like all of a sudden everything is opening up, all these shops are opening. Yeah, everything just suddenly appeared. Like, a guy (laughs) stood next to him like, hi, guys. Like everything was there. Everything sort of exploded into business. That was great. Yeah. I like the money. It was just like <laughs> a stick of silver or something. It was really weird. I know. Yeah, just point this And uh, didn't that guy say that was infinite credits or a something? Limited credits. Like, credit. oh my gosh, I want that. <laughs> Can I have infinite money, please? That uh, would be awesome. I still like how the doctor has like all these different currencies from all these different time periods. Well, you never know where you're going to end up. Yeah. Doc Brown did the same thing in Back to the Future. Considering... With a suitcase full of money. Considering you really don't 
ever know where you're going to end up when you're in Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of scary. (laughs) You never Um, seem to go quite where you want to. I don't think that they... um, That didn't seem to happen this week, though, right? They they, they pretty much... He knew where they were showing up, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't say anything about why are we here or anything like that. But, um, you know, and just as a side note, I've always wanted to see a spinoff series that's the boring episodes of Doctor Who. You know, where they go somewhere and, like, an alien doesn't try and eat them or something like that. Because, you know, I mean, you know, that's what we're getting. Because they always hint at the fact that there's these other trips that they're taking. You know, like, wow, wasn't it great when we saw the crystalline volcano underwater jacuzzis of Boron 6 or whatever? Um, Boron 6. Boy, I got my creativity just petered right out. Um, But those kinds of things get mentioned. So I'm always like, man, like, you know what would be cool is, like, see an episode of Doctor Who where, like, everything didn't or, fall apart and go You know what would be boring? <laughs> that wouldn't be very cool. Shut up, you! <laughs> I want to see, like, the stuff that's, like, where it's, like, they said this ship was unsinkable and ended up clinging to an ice cube or something. Iceberg. An iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. I think I definitely prefer uh, crash landing slitherines than um. Slitherines. Slitherines. <laughs> slitherines. I like slitherines better. <laughs> I think I'd prefer to see that than to see you know sightseeing at a volcano on a different planet. I'm just saying is all like I don't know. It's interesting. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, I, oh, I mentioned it earlier, but man, what about those handcuff restraints? <laughs> I know. Yeah, man. It was so like, like trying like wires and. I didn't even realize until I was rewatching some of this stuff um, to get the whole how to pronounce Jaggerfest and all that stuff that they were not only so they were they were in cuffs that were on a bar that were like over their neck on the back that had so many wires but that was all attached to a central post in the ground i didn't even notice that the first time like they were both attached to a post that was in between them and yeah it was just like wires and lights and buttons and then i love how um oh okay so here's a technology question yeah here's a a technology question for you how does uh how does all of the different computer systems and information systems and all of that know what kind of snap Simon Pegg, the editor, is doing. Because he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you Adam Mitchell. Now I'm going to shock you with my torture device. Now I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to order a beef slushy. You know, it's like... Maybe it listens to what it says and then listens to the snap to activate. Maybe that's what... You know what? That could totally be it. But I'm I'm just watching it and I was like, man, he snaps for everything it's kind of kind of amazing so he has a slightly different tune for each and every snap yeah so he does like this and a beef slushy so it shows up and he's like no i didn't say i said duh oh oh sorry oh, so very sorry all right so uh does it hold Can't up you guys costumes and makeup um the only real costumes and makeup i could really think of was the dead people this or they were more like props, but yeah, yeah. You know, the, the dead skeleton so people with the what about open head. The CGI for that thing in their head that every time like that opened that was really info good. Spike. Like info spike. I keep forgetting it what that like says. A shell or something. It was weird. I mean, it was definitely a little 2005. But my favorite part was when he was first 
uh, when he first sees it, Adam first sees his, and he's he's rubbing his forehead like that, and he's hitting one of yeah. them, and it goes clink, 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 and it actually moves. I know, and I I'm noticed that. Like, I was like, wow. Was that on purpose, cool. or did he have his hand too far in, and so they were just like, well, we'll just do this, or what? Because that was that was a nice little touch that they actually yeah. made like clink, clink. So so we did have we had the the info spike. Um, I thought the best, honestly, the best CGI was Earth. Which, by the way, that was Earth. Corbin was yeah, debating about whether or not that was actually Earth. That no, I was wasn't Earth. debating about that was Earth. You were saying all those people lived on Earth. Or at least oh, I thought you okay. were. Okay, he says 96 billion people. I thought he was saying that they lived all on Earth, but Corbin thinks that that means all throughout the, the great and fourth great and bountiful human empire, which could totally be true. Yeah. Except that he says it's a million planets and a million species. sure that's true, though. But he says a million planets and a million species. So that would be 9.6... How are you going to fit 96 billion people on Earth alone? I don't know. They used to didn't think we could fit seven. And now we've got eight. So booyah, but Grandma. But still, <laughs> 96 billion is a lot more than eight billion. It is. We'll have to build very tall skyscrapers and dig underground. You yeah. could... Like Our skyscrapers go, like, almost down to the core and all the way up into outer space. You so, could see, you like, the buildings, like, like nobody, buildings and stuff like that. It's so packed. It's all just one big skyscraper. Nobody even goes outside anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, um, what's that? It's not, is it Coruscant? I don't know. The the, the capital city planet on uh, in yeah, Star Wars Coruscant. where the whole, it's a city planet. Yeah. Um, there's one of those, too, in uh, Isaac Asimov's Coruscant. universe. There's Dead. actually several of them. What? Who? Like, <laughs> turn the Earth into like a giant floating building yeah, pretty much yeah all right so well, pretty um, much Earth, is we so. also had satellite five uh what did you guys think about the, yeah. the visual effects on that satellite was pretty cool it looked yeah. like a real satellite looked pretty good yeah it i think my favorite like... cgi was the jagger fest though yeah the jagger fest yeah, that, was, was, that uh, was your favorite as far as that was my favoritist most just My because it was cool or like it was a good effect. Yeah, it was like because it was a cool. really mm-hmm. good effect, like the teeth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I noticed like you couldn't really see any eyes. Probably didn't yeah, I think have that was eyes. kind of on purpose just to make it even creepier. I I wasn't crazy about the way the Jagger Fest looked. I thought it was um, that CGI was very dated. <laughs> too but, jelly looking. <laughs> uh, too computer graphic looking. You know, it looked like it was CGI. So. All right, that brings us to time for... That makes sense. Well done. Thanks. Theories, crackpot conspiracies, wild gooses. uh, Wild goose chases down a rabbit hole. Salacious lies and accusations. Slander and libel. We had like two days to think up theories and I still forgot. (laughs) You I did, didn't you? I'm getting a lot worse at this. I don't think I really noticed anything <clears throat> other than like, does the Jackalfest like control the thing? Cause he like put himself no, no. inside like the ventilation tubes on yeah. Satellite Five. He was like literally part of the building. <laughs> so I was thinking. Yeah. Does he like control how hot and cold and stuff it is? Like no. they shouldn't even. No, the computer people do. Yeah. Why do they have the computer people? Like he's just there. He should be like. 
the Jaguar Fest can do the stuff by himself because he's like the computer. He could be the computer. He could be the computer. Because like he's just like this slime guy. Well, apparently he's like a big not. Blob yeah. In the 500th floor or whatever, and he's just he there. So where kind of is there anything you guys there. think about the Jaguar Fest? How did he get there? How did he get there? Did they create Satellite 5 with him? Like, how did they get Satellite 5 into orbit? They one probably th- built it. One thing I'm really wondering, though, they said that that, the uh, Jaggerfest uh-huh. produces a lot of heat, mm-hmm. but needs a lot of cold air, or it will die. And I wonder... Yeah. So all the heat is tunneling to the bottom of the ship. Right. How did the Jaggerfest survive when it couldn't? Get rid of all that excess heat. Because he lived on a cold planet. Yeah, but he'd still have a lot of excess heat around him. Perhaps the... Produced by himself. Uh, Hadrogasic, the holy Hadrogasic Maxarodenfo. Maybe that's a planet that's very cold. (laughs) But I still think it'd have to be really cold, considering apparently he's producing a lot of heat and probably enough to kill himself. So how do these things survive at all? That's a good point. Well, like Trip said, maybe maybe they live on a very, very cold planet, so their metabolism is used to having to produce a lot of heat to survive, but then when they oh. get out of that very cold environment, I don't know. So I'm thinking, <clears throat> how many Jagrafesses are there? Cause like, I think it's pronounced Jagrify. Jagrify. <laughs> how many face of okay. bow are there? Yeah, or is there just one? <laughs> well, apparently there's at least going to be two, because he's going to have a baby. Because he's pregnant, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Bomina. What about, like, how did, I wonder, like, how many different, there are so many different species, but, like, are they two of the species? Like, was the Jaggerfest a known species? Oh, yeah, was it part of the Great Bountiful? Yeah, that's a good point. One million billion trillion people. Because that would... Because that would kind of... I'm, I'm still confused, and I don't think this is the only time it's ever happened. Um, and I bet you I bet you if I look it up, there's some there's some thoughts and, and theories on this. But it seems like, you know... Remember, the doctor showed up, and he's like, this is totally what's going on, and this is the year, and this is the place, and this is what's happening. And then he's like, wait a minute, something's not right. So it's like, well, you it's know... It's like sensing. Yeah, why is it that... It wasn't always that way, you know. Like, how did something change without it changing everything? You know, it's kind of timey wimey stuff. So, at any rate, maybe we'll maybe we'll get a chance to explore some of that later on. Anything else, my boys? Mm. No. No. Not that I really know. All right. Well, thank you all for being with us this week. Make sure you check out the next episode, Father's Day, uh, which I have written down as episode seven, but I think that's. That's you know, our episode seven. So we're I think watching the, this a little bit late, aren't we? Watching them late? What does that mean? Father's Day was like a few. Yeah, weeks I don't think ago. it broadcast on. Well, maybe, maybe it did. That no. would be cool. I don't know. Mm. I don't. Know. Whatever. I don't know. So, uh, at any rate, so check that one out. That'll be uh, the next one we talk about. Father's Day. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some awesome conversation about the creep level next week. Oh. It's going to be great. We've already seen the next time, so it uh, gave us a little bit of a clue oh, there. Oh, I don't Wait. remember that. You don't remember? Me neither. Awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> so we'll see you guys next time. Look us up on Facebook.com slash noobs and the Whovian. If you don't know how to spell Whovian, how did you find this show? Also look <laughs> us up on Twitter at noobs Whovian because noobs and the Whovian is too long, so we're just at noobs Whovian. And we still don't have an email address. So just send us wow. your messages on Facebook, on Twitter, and hopefully uh, this is our episode number six. So we got to start getting these up and running. So if you guys send in your emails, your theories, your fan conspiracies, and etc., and we have not addressed them yet, it may be because we're playing a little bit of catch up. So make sure you send those questions in. Uh, we'll have a segment for that when those start coming in. Until next time, remember, live from Master Closet Studios, this is... The Noobs and the Whovian, and I'm Austin, I'm the Whovian, and this is my second supporting the trip. We're the Noobs! We will see. Come on, let's go. Come on. Be whip! You know, it doesn't really take that long to set up an email.